Welcome to this travel marketing focused episode of the Drum Network podcast. I'm the Drum Senior Reporter, Chris Suckler. Travel is ambitious, it's aspirational, and it's often among the most memorable experiences of our entire lives. Over the past year, though, it's also been mostly impossible, and travel marketing brands have been forced to accelerate existing trends. In this episode, you're going to hear from two travel marketing experts about the opportunities for brands and agencies to get involved in the consumer journey around travel. First, Carly Whiteford, who is Strategy Director at OMD EMEA, explains how tech is allowing agencies to become an integral part of the consumer journey before, during, and after the trips themselves. Then John Spears, founder of Kimsabi, takes us through how the travel marketing industry is set to change in the near future. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Carly. I am a strategy director at OMD. Um, I've been in kind of media all of my career, starting in TV um, sales and then moved to um, digital planning and buying and um, over to kind of broader strategy a few years ago. Yeah. um, And yeah, so I've been at OMD a few years now, um, obviously the world's largest media agency, um, and I work on um, Tourism Island. So um, I get to work with kind of travel brand day to day, which is great. Um, And at OMD, there's a lot of focus on travel brands and we kind of released a um, travel revolution report. Um, So this last year, we've been focusing a lot on it, which is very timely, (laughs) uh, given everything that's going on. So yeah, it's an interest of mine and the agencies. Nice, fantastic. Well, we, we were talking uh, just before we started recording about this idea that everyone's desperate to actually get back to traveling. And it feels like this past year has been just taunting me with marketing for travel experiences that I know one day I'm going to get to do, but I just can't yet. So what's the past year been like in terms of actually thinking about travel marketing? Yeah, exactly. It's been a really strange one, hasn't it? Because I think although we we all know we can't travel now, it's not stopping us from dreaming of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not stopping me looking on Instagram at where I can go when I <laughs> when I can. Um, and like postponing travel, right? Everyone's been kind of, instead of cancelling, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll postpone it and, and hopefully I'll be able to go next year. So I think um, from a personal point of view, you can see that the, the passion's still there. Oh, yeah. um, and so I guess we've just been trying to help travel brands think about what they can do with that and instead of going completely silent how can they kind of you know harness and capture that that passion and, and love for travel and keep it alive so that when we when they can start trying to get everyone to book again they aren't completely you know off the grid yeah absolutely and you know it's i suppose it's, it's this idea that travel is so aspirational it's something that so many of us want to do think of as being sort of part of our core i suppose personality is this wanderlust this idea to actually travel so to what extent over the past year then have travel brands been sort of playing up that aspect of it so i think i think that's an interesting one because i think travel is really aspirational but i think mostly it's it's really personal Mm. so i think you know what's um aspirational what's inspirational for one person is isn't the same as the next Um, and even actually you know for one person in a different mindset a different context um something can be kind of it can be inspirational in one context and not in the next uh, you might want to go camping uh, yeah. one week and then you might want to be going to dubai for a different type of holiday so i think it's trying to understand the mindsets of people depending on who they are but also what context they're in mm. um i'm really kind of working with with that um so i think that's what we've really been trying to focus on and also kind of keeping those messages really authentic and human so it's not it's not kind of rubbing your face on the fact that you can't do you know what I mean it's yeah no completely 
Yeah, it's it's understanding that people have this aspiration to travel, but they can't do it quite yet. Um, and I think what's um, really interesting, so we've been for Tourism Island working on a piece of work around propensity to visit. Okay. So that basically helps us understand where someone is in a consumer journey. So are they kind of very far up in their planning um, planning cycle and therefore you know we to be honest a kind of broad aspirational piece of communication is probably right mm. or are they quite do they have quite a high propensity to visit but they're just they want a little bit more information um, and therefore you can probably go down into more of the nitty-gritty and kind of give them a bit of a bit of planning help see that's interesting the kind of the idea that so much of the marketing is based around practical advice because ultimately, I suppose that what travel comes down to is that, you know, you want that feeling of surety, you want to know with certainty what you're getting into, but without it becoming too regimented. So those tips seem like a really smart marketing effort to me. Absolutely. Um, and I think, so I think this is a really interesting space because we've been also thinking about how AI and tech's going to be playing a role. Mm. Um in, in exactly that, um, because I think people want kind of help. Um, they want, there's so much out there, especially now when you can kind of research, you know, to the nth degree on, on social platforms, um, on travel websites. And I think there's gonna be this real um, need for all of that to be kind of curated. And I think AI is gonna play a massive role um, in that. Um, and how we can kind of deliver these personalized experiences. Like people pay a lot of money at the moment for a personalized travel experience, but that's yeah. going to become completely democratized. Ooh, um, that's interesting. That's really interesting. How's that going to affect how, I suppose, consumers and brands think about how they interact with one another then, if that's going to become a sort of democratized process? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be really interesting because how do you get your brand to be featured? You know, if it's, yeah. if for example, we're doing a their personal service is, is telling you, what flights to get, what transfers to get, where to stay. Um, it's going to be able to optimize all of that and potentially in real time, how does your brand, that's going to become a whole new thing for brands to have to think about. How do they get yeah. on that list? How do they um, become part of the algorithm? So yeah, it's it's going to be a whole new world, I think, but um, I think it's coming. We, we've been talking about how, you know, we're basically at this kind of critical inflection point for AI and at that point of nearly mass adoption. And mm. I think travel's just going to be a huge a huge part of that and you know as you recover from the pandemic and people are looking for like you're saying kind of reassurance and safety that will probably help with yeah that. oh definitely well you've actually preempted one of my other questions then i was going to ask <laughs> how um you know you've mentioned social you mentioned instagram you've now mentioned ai so i wondered what have been some of the you know prior to this year even over the course of the last five ten years what have been some of the most prevalent tech trends that we've seen I think over the past few years, it feels like in the travel market um, or in travel marketing, um, people have been really kind of leaning, leaning into personalization really mm. heavily. So I think this, you know, this idea feels kind of old hat now, but um, still really important of, you know, personalization and dynamic creative and bringing in kind of real time offers and um, or relevant offers for, for people's interests. And I think that's kind of driven a lot of the innovation really in the in the travel space um but like you said um i've been sort of talking about ai i think we've done a whole report on it um, called the travel revolution but it's so interesting when you think about how basically that trend that's been happening for the past few years is just going to be accelerated because mm. we'll be able to uh, you know at the moment it's kind of us saying or, or the data telling us that someone's interested in a certain type of travel or has certain passion points that are related to travel and how can we then make creative that's 
relevant to that is still quite clunky. Yeah. Um, but that will become, um, you know, as as AI can distill all that information, um, we'll be able to see how patterns are forming that we just never would have been able to do as humans, which is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> but, you know, does someone's love for a certain drink or whatever does that mean that they're more likely to have like this type of holiday and this yeah. and this type of creative and be able to actually create that creative on the fly so i think that's going to be um just take that trend even further yeah definitely and uh, it goes back to something you were saying at the start is that you know people contain multitudes one day, one day they might just want to go to i don't know croatia rent a villa with some mates and just i don't know get really pissed but other times they <laughs> might want to just head out and you know do backpacking across i don't know india and nepal so exactly. how granular is that data that we can find people along those different purchase um, funnels even though they are you know the same person yeah, I, th- I think it will be able to do that because it will. I think that's why it's so important that we do move to this kind of real time approach, and also mm. that we don't think about audiences as static things. Um, you know, they're not. I think a lot of the tools that are set up in our industry are we, we do create these kind of static audiences yeah. um, and say, well, this person is a intrepid traveller and they want to go off the beaten track, um, but you know, yes, they might want to for their kind of two week adventure trip. But like you say, they, they could have a completely different mindset at another point in time. So yeah. actually we do quite a lot of work around um, kind of real time time audiences and personas as, a po- personas as opposed to an audience, because you might be in a completely different persona yeah. um, when we see you online at one point versus the next. And I think we need to be really flexible, especially as we try and kind of find all the real-time demand that we can as we help you know travel brands recover at the moment yeah definitely we've we've spoken there about some of those you know the the tech opportunities but travel has always and travel marketing in particular has always seemed like a particularly fertile ground for those partnerships between brands platforms and advertisers so what are some of those partnership opportunities and how have they i suppose evolved as we as we come out of the pandemic yeah, I think I think you're totally right that it feels like travel just spans across so many different um, areas of culture. Mm. Like people, you know, people travel because of all these different passion points, um, and so there's so many areas you can tap into for partnerships. I think brand to brand partnerships are really interesting for travel um, at quite a broad, like inspirational level. And we see, you know, I think that's why we see so many kind of partnerships between car brands and travel and alcohol and clothing because it's it's really and this I guess links back to your point before about aspiration Mm. it's trying to find that overlap in um in what the audience find aspirational and you can just make these amazing links between between brands um and it can also kind of bring to life like if you imagine like a an alcohol brand or a clothing brand you can then bring to life the experience you're going to have on the ground through that brand partnership so I think there's really great um, opportunities between brands. I think, influ- I mean, it's such an obvious thing to say, but I do think, you know, influencers are just so, like partnering with people is just yeah. so important. Um, and we found that actually it's not even always just a travel influencer that can be really impactful. Um, like with Tourism Island, Game of Thrones is a massive thing for them because some of it is shot in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, so we even partnered with you know people who uh, it didn't feel completely odd to them to have something about travel on their feed but actually they were more like they were more interested in film and art um and kind of integrated that so uh. you, 
I think it's interesting that you can find these audiences that might not be your usual travel audiences and actually really engage them through through influencers. Yeah, that's fascinating. This idea that it sort of it spans across those other interests just by virtue of the fact that people will inevitably have to travel to see those things. Exactly, exactly. I think that actually, and that links really nicely to my my last one. That I think is really really interesting is gaming. Mm. Um, I think you know there's such a huge opportunity. I mean, it's just a massive industry that's just been growing and growing. Um, obviously, as everyone's locked in their house, um, but you know we know people travel just to see the virtual settings that they're experiencing in their in their games in real life. Um, so it's, again, Game of Thrones is obviously a game as well, and people will travel just to see that place, like to Ireland, but Seville, like there's, you know, um, it's, it's a massive thing. And But not only that, you can actually kind of bring to life these worlds for people that are in their homes before they actually travel to experience it. So you can kind of, you know, tease how amazing an experience is going to be um, in that immersive world um, before they before they come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great... You- opportunity I, I you know when you were saying that it just it reminded me of uh, a couple of years ago um i went to rome with my girlfriend and i must have bored her witless just by pointing out all the different buildings that i had climbed in various games and just <laughs> she must have been so annoyed but i actually i actually you know part of the reason why we went was because i was keen to see those environments in real life you know yeah. having stood on them in assassin's creed or whatever yeah exactly I think it's it makes total sense I mean especially when you're gaming you're so immersed into that world and you must I mean I don't know how many times it took you to get off certain levels but (laughs) I imagined you were like visiting those places over and over again so then you want to see them in real real life yeah definitely people have been talking about it a lot over the pandemic is like how we can kind of let people experience a destination without being there Um, people want to escape for a little bit even if it is just through a kind of VR headset or a game so I think yeah I mean now but this might just be the kind of push it needed yeah hopefully I I would love that some of the experiences are amazing but as with travel it's almost impossible to communicate it effectively unless you you know are there it's really hard to say oh this place was this amazing because unless people have experienced themselves which I imagine is something that tech and kind of that influencer conversation is attempting to solve with travel marketing yeah, um, definitely. I think that's the thing. I think you feel like you are, I feel with influence marketing, you just feel like you are experiencing something so much more than just kind of seeing it through. So like you feel like you really resonate with that person. If you're following them and you're kind of engaged with their, with their feed and their, their travels and their life, and you think they kind of like the same things as me, I just think that you really do feel like you're kind of, you, you know you're going to love it. So you have, you have to go and see it. Uh, we did a re- I think just one other thing we did, which was really yeah, cool please. this year, to be honest, um, was with um, we because obviously no one could travel. We were trying to, but we really just felt like there was a need to use influencers and get people kind of excited about about places still and exploration still. So we basically got influencers around the globe to partner up with influencers on the ground in Ireland. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and obviously we'd never really get a chance to actually use, we hardly ever would use Irish influencers because they're already in Ireland. So but to <laughs> yeah. have that authentic voice, and they were basically the eyes and ears for these influencers in Italy or France or um, wherever they were across the globe. And they would kind of say, I really want to experience, I really want you to go and see this place. Um, And they'd go do it and be their kind of eyes and ears and and report back on it so they could kind of feel like they were there. 
That's fantastic. Uh, and it's the sort of thing that is sort of only possible through the use of kind of that um, those networks that people build up around their interests in travel, I suppose. Exactly, those kind of, yeah, niche niche um, networks, but actually yeah. they're just super relevant to, if you, if you follow that person, you're so engaged. So from, from your perspective and from OMD's perspective then, to what extent are you, I suppose, educating brands, potential advertisers on what is possible through the use of you know tech now? Or is it something that people sort of have an innate understanding of what is possible? Um, no, I think we I think we are working really hard to kind of um, go on a journey with with our clients on that. Um, the Travel Revolution report that we released aims to kind of break down, I guess, some of the the ways in which we think tech is going to be really important. Um, kind of as we recover, we talked about the fact that you know it's not just when you're coming out of something a crisis this big like this is a huge crisis for the travel industry that they're in right now um and actually innovation is probably going to be one of the ways that brands really like thrive as they come out of it and i think the brands that don't innovate are going to really struggle mm. um so we've been trying to kind of you know share that report um in interesting ways um with our clients and also just through the work that we actually do um but also with you know our clients are pushing us like tourism islands are so at the forefront with um, you know, we're, we're developing the propensity model I talked about with them in tandem. Yeah. So um, I think we're all kind of trying to push each other, but we're just trying to provide that long-term point of view as well, because I think it is easy just to focus on the here and now when you're yeah. trying to get out of a crisis this big. I was going to say them that must be, it must be hard almost not to get people to pump the brakes, but to consider what is going to be possible, you know, five, 10 years down the line, the things they should be thinking about now to, you know, get themselves ready for that rather than just this immediate period of recovery. Exactly. And setting up the infrastructure for that. It takes time to set up, you know, AI is all about learning and, um, and kind of, you know, taking in data and optimizing and, and, and about laying down those pipes. So if we don't have that laid down, now and aren't thinking about that now um then we won't be able to activate that in five years time and you know we're helping them also with their kind of from a business point of view get themselves structured around that so yeah i think that's exciting yeah no definitely and so we're sort of unfortunately coming to the end of our our time together for this chat but that went so quick and so carly if anybody wants to get in contact with you to i don't know bend your ear about anything that you've spoken mm. about or find out more about those case studies you mentioned where's the best place for them to come to find you um probably I guess on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so we can just, uh, I'll include a link to that in the episode description if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, we could have spoken about that for hours, but that's been a really, really fun one to do. I, I could talk about travel marketing forever. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did <laughs> too. Thank Great. you. Oh, Chris. Well, well, thank, thank, <laughs> thanks for the uh, thanks for the invitation on today. I'm, of I'm course, honoured honoured to be on it, uh, especially today. This is about travel, and mm -hmm. um, and hey, we're supposed to know our green list of travel destinations this afternoon, aren't we? Fingers so, crossed. Oh yes. So all bets, I believe, are on Portugal. But who knows? Who mm. knows? It's. Uh, I just I desperately want to get out of this country now. So I, I would. I can't well, wait to go anywhere. I, I tell you, the bookings. We we see it. Happening, happening in real time. The bookings for Portugal are actually coming in, and so are the prices rising right. for flights. So, yeah. if, if you want to do it, get getting Let's quick. Get in there right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sort of, how did you how did you go about sort of getting all this expertise around sort of travel and travel marketing? Yeah, it's um, 
guess I guess I kind of fell into it as you do with most good things. I, I was um, I'm, a, I'm an agency boy of heart. Uh, networks um, started publicities and it's DDB, and nice. and and through, through DDB and down in Australia actually I was sent down there, and down well so I was down there, got heavily involved in in um, uh, Canberra in the capital tourism in um, Tasmania working for Tourism Australia etc. And they were all at the time going back a few years. They were all sort of leading the way in mm. in integrating social media into travel and just getting some really good stuff. Uh, rather than doing the big ad, they made a big, big move to actually integrating communication for travel throughout all touch points. Mm. Uh, and hey, as you know, Australia it's it's a, it's a young country, so it was also a real digital first country. So so travel for me is digital. You you, you get inspired. You look. You um, uh, you book. You navigate your way through travel on digital platforms. And at the time, Australia was really powering away um, down there. Uh, and that and enabled us to integrate communications for travel for those destinations um, um, into, into one mix. I, I think it helped because the, the budgets were smaller down there. So mm. you actually had to do everything. And also you actually had to roll your sleeves up. I haven't had any sleeves in 20 years. <laughs> um, um, you had to roll your sleeves up and do it all. You know, I went to New York for three years, um, a couple of years back, a few years back, and and you know, then you you had like billion dollar TV budgets. It was so demarcated and separated. Mm. It was uh, the, the digital department didn't really speak to the TV department, you know, or even though even though it knew who they were. So, so but, different so, now, isn't it? It's so, unbelievable how much has changed. So different, so different. So we got very hands on, and through that, I actually got to understand the travel product quite well. And, 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 you know, I've always been, I'm a planner, right? I'm a strategic, strategic planner. I've always been one to immerse yourself into the product. Whatever the product is, before you can open your mouth about it, before you can strategize, before you can get any insights at all, you immerse yourself in the product. And with travel, that was both um, uh, enjoyable um, for me personally, but also critical because you get to know the people and the place inside out to actually get to know the soul of a place. Mm. And I found that when you get the soul of a place, then you can go way beyond the pretty pictures that anybody can take of a nice destination. And you actually get into the connectivity with both the people and the place that is mm. largely derived around the people. I found that fascinating. I did a lot of work down, down in the South Pacific. Um, a lot of islands down there. Went to New York. Um, was given a Caribbean island to, oh, nice. to look after. That was lovely. Um, and then joined the Caribbean uh, Board of Tourism, the Caribbean Tourist Organization, over there. So had a second office down in the Caribbean and became known as the Island Man. And if you're going to be known as something, you <laughs> might as well. Up there, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit like the man from Del Monte, if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but hey. Um, I took it and ran with it, and and that's taken me to try to to go deep into travel because you can't you can't scratch the surface of travel. You got to go deep, um, and you know, gone on the day is the big glossy ad for for, for for travel. You know, you go granular, you go content, you go digital platforms, you go deep, and then you can get these these great stories out that would, that, would, that essentially drives people to destinations. So that's oh, that's me, yeah. that, that's me in a long. Potted, potted sentence, sorry. I've heard about on many of the articles we published around travel marketing on the drum. It's this idea that you do have to be you know, incredibly authentic. You do have to serve up that 
the true to life experience of actually going to a place and really exp experiencing it firsthand. And you mentioned authenticity at the start. I wondered to what extent can you be authentic if you aren't if you are using creatives who aren't necessarily from the location that you know you're you're serving ads for that you're sort of serving up to the consumer. We've heard horror stories about influencers who have completely misrepresented places, for instance. So how can you sort of mitigate that? Ah, the the influencer. Question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you said yeah. it as though it was like a horror movie character. No, no, I I I love them, but only the good ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and, and hey, as you say, we, we've all had experiences of, of indifferent experiences with, yeah. with influencers. And, and, and for me, it comes down to, comes back down to, it's the problem that has been, that all categories have faced with influencers. If that person is actually clearly paid to be there, then that, that ain't good, right? If that person is paid to use that product when actually they're not into it because you know probably by their personality and their behavior and whatever, that the match is not right, yeah. then it's not right. <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, you can easily tell if the camera's pointed more towards them. <laughs> yes. you know, I, can, I can see it in my mind's eye. You know, they're, they're, they're blocking the view behind them. They're blocking, you know, whatever local custom is happening behind them. I've, I've seen it. I've witnessed it live. And it's like, pull it, pull it, pull it. You yeah. know? Um, so so, so the, there's a responsibility on, on the agency, on the client, on, on us all as the industry to, 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 get, to get that right. And, and, mm. and yeah, there are great trouble influences and we use them a lot. Yeah. And it's just, it comes down to, to, to four things, really, if, if, if I may. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, 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 and this is where, you know, you don't just hire and off you go. Um, you, 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 the, the process has got to be carefully managed. And that means, for, for me, it's like a careful selection. Uh, and, and we use a tool to see through the smoke and mirrors of, of influencers mm. to, to actually see the real engagement. I, 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 th I think, personally, this is just my personal point of view, that a lot of followers may not be interested in the product that some of the influencers are actually um, y using. So the match of audience of that influencer to the product or service you're selling has got to be really, really close. And that's an alignment of their interests, their, their content, their followers, as much as you can get about yeah. them. And we, we use tools to sort of see through that smoke to get to that. Secondly is, what well, first is careful selection. Secondly is careful briefing. It's not an off you go. No. I mean, as, as we talked about before, I think, if you know the destination and the people and place inside out, then you should be able to guide that, in, that influencer. Of course, the influencer's got to be in his own tongue, own language, completely genuine to that influencer. But there's, there's, a, there's a huge element of guiding what to shoot, how to shoot, who to talk to, the time of day, the angles, you know. If you know that place inside out, and call me old-fashioned, if you don't know a product or service inside out, then you have no right in actually <laughs> in actually working on it. If you know it inside out, and if you, and if you are uh, if if you're privileged to have worked on it for a number of years, we've worked on our Japanese airline for twenty continuous years. That's a relationship that you can't just you know launch into and take over. It, it, exactly, and of course you get a you get an influence no matter how good they are arriving just just like hey an agency crew would arrive one day and just hope for the weather or oh, and then they get the weather insurance oh but nobody really wants to use it because nobody wants to tack on three days towards the end and and it all and and gosh you know you, you, you to have um that local knowledge 
um, in order to get it right. And, and even, you know, the, the way that the sun falls on the particular hotspots at the particular time of day to get the right shadows and all of that technical, all that craft stuff that yeah. makes something look spectacular uh, are, are all that an agency, I believe, um, needs to know and needs to brief uh, because you're not going to leave it to luck. And, you're not, and it's not just luck. You, you, it, it's, uh, it's too much of an onus of responsibility to somebody to blow in for a day or a week oh, and to get all, all of that right. So, so it's careful briefing. The third point, Chris, is careful distribution. Mm. The influencer can use their own channels great, and if we got this match right, then ideally their followers are really into whatever it is that they are, that they're, that they're, that they're demonstrating or enjoying. Uh, but then, of course, the amplification. There's a lot of great influencer content that can be amplified on paid and owned channels. As we said, travel is, is digital. There's a lot of great digital platforms out there, uh, both social and, and owned platforms, that that content can be used. Even the back seat of the plane as you're arriving. You know, we've, we've used great content on the back seat of, of planes as you're arriving. For instance, the, those local tips on language, on getting around the island, etc., all woven as part of that campaign to actually d to deliver. So careful distribution of content. And then the fourth and last, and then I'll be quiet, is, 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 <laughs> is, is the careful tracking. Because a lot of it's digital, that's fabulous. Um, if, it, if we've got a, um, a mantra at Kemosabe, and that is, if it moves, we measure it. And the mm. beautiful thing about digital and travel is you can measure and monitor everything and, and see the leakage and see where you're not converting and then close up the gaps, etc. So yeah. careful tracking of influencers content afterwards. And that's where you need the tech tools and platforms to help that then, then, then fulfills the picture. Then you've got a great marry of influencers integrated into an agency offering as opposed to looking at it in sort of, well, an influencer could do that. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's integrated. They, they, form a, they form, if they're right, a very powerful role, but you've got to take a big interest in getting it right with them because we've all seen those horror stories. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. We, we haven't touched upon it quite yet, but in the uh, questions that we sent across, I was interested to find out what are the current trends that you're really seeing? The, the, what are consumer demands from travel now? Is sustainability a big thing? Are we looking to foster more experiences than destinations? What's been the sort of the big trends around travel over the last couple of years? Yeah, yes. Sorry, I, I looked at your questions before and we've gone well off piece. No, that's the last right. half yeah, actually, it's worked really, really well. <laughs> but, but yeah, getting back to the track, getting back to the question. The, 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 the trends, look, look you, you asked about pre-pandemic um, mm. trends. And, and gosh, I, I haven't been asked about pre-pandemic um, <laughs> for, for, forever, actually, because we've been very busy during pandemic, just giving people sight and data of what's going on with, with, with travel, because there hasn't been an awful lot. Um, uh, just to put it in context um, so that everybody knows and everybody can guess, of course, because it's, it's just obvious, the, the, probably the most, the most hit industry um, over the last mm. year. The the the, um, the, um, the World Travel and Tourism Council say five trillion dollars has been lost last year. God. Five trillion. Um, That's an unreal number. It, it's huge. Travel is the biggest uh, contributor to to employment around the world and to and to GDP. It it represents ten percent of GDP, about ten percent of employment. That all that was halved, halved. Yeah. And you can imagine 
the impact, especially on SMEs, youth, women and minorities who are impacted, who are largely employed by that sector, who are impacted. You've got a lot of destinations who are reliant on travel and tourism. Uh, and so you, you, can, you can imagine and you can see the impact and what's happened since with people. Uh, it, it's a separate debate, but, but of course, you know, the poaching and the deforestation and other, other, other impactful things onto the planet have happened because tourism has been taken away, because the tourism dollar has been taken away. So, so the practices that we're trying to eradicate in the world have actually come back because tourists and their dollars are not there. That's a slightly separate debate, but back, back, to, the, back to the trends. Um, that's kind of what's happened. So that's the backdrop of it. But be- before it, what were, we, what, what were we looking at? We were looking at over-tourism. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what ridiculous notion now. But, but, but 4.8 billion flights in 2019. 4.8 billion flights mm. in, in, in a year. There's only 7.7 billion of us, right? So, so, so and, and, and the stratospheric rise of 15 years, consecutive 15 years of growth in the travel industry from 1.8 billion in, in 2003 has been meteoric, right? So that, therefore, over-tourism was hitting its straps. And therefore, sustainability was also then hitting its straps because that's the antithesis of it, yeah. right? Uh, and then, of course, the air fuel debate and, and respecting the communities in which we travel to. All of those great things that are now coming through in spades, thankfully, um, really started as a result of over-tourism. So it's, really, it's, it's fascinating, I find, because sustainability peaked as a result of, of, of over-tourism. Now we've gone through pandemic. Now there's been a, a real laser-like focus on the planet and the people and the connectivity of of of, of our of our humans across the globe that then then that has also has given rise to an increase in sustainability right right now uh, and i say that at the tourism society where i'm a board member we did a uh, a webinar i did a session with family traveler who represents the families in, 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 in the UK. And they did a great um, re- piece of research for the Tourism Society. Um, they presented it this week um, to us on the, on the webinar. And, and uh, uh, just a great, great stat was there. And the one, there was some great stats, but the one that stood out was 57% of UK families wanted eco-sensitive accommodation versus 43% luxurious and lovely. 57 eco over 43% lovely accommodation. Really? Now that is a big shift. Right. Yeah. That's not what I expected at all. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and we've been measuring and monitoring this in the last year and, and it's echoed with any report now that you see. The tipping point of sustainability is, is there. Now, of course, as soon as the green lights are, are given, everyone goes out. And, and great, they can't wait to go, go, go to the bar, go to the pool, and absolutely have a great time. Fantastic. But after that, all that excitement, and then what's going to happen? Well, well th- that rise to be travelling lightly, to be travelling sustainably, to be travelling regeneratively will, will happen because those are the interest points that were peaked with over-tourism and over the last year the rise of sustainability has been there. It's great because, of course, with health and safety and economic conditions, we thought sustainability was, would be wobbling over the yeah. year that was. 
And of course, the single use plastics, of course, you know, you know all of that rears its head, very necessary things. But we thought because of that sustainability wobble, it's come back full force. You can't move sustainability um, issues, webinars, discussions, talks and initiatives right, right now. And that's fabulous. And it's, and it's onerous upon the industry, I believe the communications industry and the travel industry, to present the right choices, to present the choices to everybody that this is the way we now travel. We travel lightly, and we, but we travel deeply. And that means getting to know the local communities, giving money to the local communities in which you travel to. Um, and, and guess what? You know, when you do that, when you get off the beaten track, when you go, go local and you go deep, you have the most brilliant experiences. And if, and if going back half an hour, we talked about experiences being the key, key driver yeah. in travel, what, you might as well make them authentic. You might as well make them genuine. You might as well make them great fun. Mm. And those are all driven by locals. So the more you get involved in locals and get off the beaten track, the more these concepts of sustainability and regeneration will actually come to fruition now. I'll I give, give you one example. Have we got time? Have we got time? Um, I was asked down to Guyana in South America by the, by the Minister of Business there to, to draft a sustainable marketing plan um, for the country. And I thought, oh, it's 88% covered by rainforest and there's nine indigenous tribes. One has to be careful. One, one has to do this right. So I, I, went, I went down there and, 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 and I flew to Georgetown, the capital, then got on a light aircraft, uh, landed on a very bumpy airstrip in the hinterland in the savannah of Guyana next to the Amazon, uh, and then took a five-hour four-wheel drive, bumpy track, and arrived at the tribal village and lived with the tribe for, 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 for a little while. Got a tribal nickname, etc. And, and through that experience, I understood what it is that I had to protect and promote. Uh, and we talk about immersion and, and also we talked about content. Had I, I, I filmed it, you know, and, 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 we're, and we were gathering content that replicates that experience because, gosh, those are the genuine, authentic just wow experiences that you take to your grave with you, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so you go there, you experience it. But my point with this is, in the village, I saw a new library. And guess what? The library was built with the money that was brought to the village by the travellers and the tourists. And that's fantastic. There was a library there. And what could that do to, 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 to the kids? That, that could either, um, of course, educate in order for them to see a doctor, or, or actually be a doctor, as opposed to visiting the shaman, which may or may not be possible, which may or may not be appropriate, uh, depending on their illness, in, in, in the village, right? So you can see the impact, the positive impact on travel when you do those things. And that's an extreme example, right? But, but you can replicate that example on pretty much your own backyard and in going local in pretty much all destinations in going local, going deeper, making sure the money goes into the hands of the locals, because that's where it counts. That's where it's regenerative. We're, we're now seeing the rebirth of those nine indigenous tribes in South America and the rebirth of that culture, because there was a question about that culture being lost. Imagine losing cultures which are thousands of years old. That's just all oh, a heresy. 
because yes. because of that visitation, because of travel, it, the money goes in and it builds up the culture. Because you just don't want to go there and see plastic ornaments. You want to go there and see exactly how they lived and why they lived and hear the stories of, of all of that. And through that, you can regenerate cultures. And that is the beauty and joy of travel. For me, that's what regenerative travel is all about. And at a time when travel has got, has, has got a little bit of a dirty connotation, because all oh, travel, you know, flights and you know, injecting air fuel into the into the atmosphere. Yes, all all of that is there until sustainable air fuel is is coming, and it's coming down the line in space. Um, until we actually get that, that that we mustn't forget the importance of money into locals and the joy of those authentic experience with locals that we get through travel. That's how we can bring travel back, but bring it back better um, and make the world a, sorry, make the world a better place. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. That's, that's really optimistic. Well, I I, it's, I, it's kind of something to aim for. It's aspirational. I, I, I'm a big believer that travel can actually uh, help towards curing poverty around the world. Definitely, and and we've 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 seen that, right? And we know what happens when travel is taken away. So the benefits of travel outweigh the costs if it's done correctly, and the responsibility is on us in order to to, to do it correctly. Mm. I think that is probably a really really hopeful and aspirational place to end our discussion. So, John, thanks so much for appearing on the on the Drum Network podcast. If any members want to get in contact with you about anything you've said, where's the best place for them to reach out to you? I, I am at, uh, I, I am a co-owner of Kima Sabi, a creative agency. Uh, of course, it does quite a bit of travel, amongst other things. Uh, so John at We Are Kima Sabi, K-E-M-O-S-A-B-E.com. John Spears, double E-R-S. John Spears, you can see him on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll see my face there uh, and and yeah uh, we, reach out reach out and and let, let's talk and let's let's do a better job uh, of, of what's needed um, and, th and thank you Chris for this opportunity 